Hey there, Perfect Peeps. Have you ever wanted to come on to a podcast and talk about what you've been working on? Or do you have a product to show off? We would love to have you on Perfect.dev. Please reach out. You can find us on CodingCat.dev or just reach out to me personally, Alex at CodingCat.dev. Come say hello. Don't be afraid. We'd love to have you on. Thanks so much. Welcome back, Perfect Peeps, to Perfect.dev. On today's broadcast, we have Joel Vardy from Agility CMS. Welcome, Joel. Hi, it's great to be here. As always, my partner in crime, Brittany Postma. Joel is the CTO and president of Agility CMS. Um, It's a SaaS headless content management platform that combines flexible and fast headless architecture with familiar and easy authoring tools for editors. Uh, Joel, you have 20 years of experience in software development. That's incredible. Wow. I should have I said, don't remind me of that on here. Gosh, oh, that's a sorry. long time. feels like a long time. Yeah, and it just keeps on getting longer. Every year, it just keeps on increasing. I feel like this day and age, if you're in a, a SaaS product and you have 20 years of experience, you've been doing something right. Been doing a lot of different things, so that's <laughs> that's cool. And uh, you know what? The the I say to this a lot. The greatest measure of success and the only guarantee of success is don't quit, never give up, and uh, haven't yet. That's really great advice. That's why I keep telling myself on bad days with coding cat. It's like, oh, why do I do this on the side? And then I'm like, no, just don't don't quit. Just, just don't quit. Going. You bet. Personally. So yeah, we're we're here to talk all about agility CMS. It's a it's a, another CMS, but I feel like it has a little bit of a different take to it. So first of all, can we talk a little bit about what a headless CMS actually is? Yeah, it's great. Uh, great question. It comes up all the time, and I think I've heard a lot of different ways of talking about it. I mean, because it's like, well, what's CMS compared to traditional CMS as headless CMS? Headless CMS is API driven, so it's you know, as opposed to it being in your website, like when you have a WordPress website, it's, you know, when you edit the website, you're in WordPress, it's all one thing. Whereas with headless CMS, there's a separation there. So your CMS can be over here and you can send content to your website or your app or multiple websites or any, uh, your, your emails for whatever your email templates are, any of those things, any place where your organization needs content, you can send it there. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I think something that to, to keep kind of that mental picture um, for people. When, when we talk WordPress, like a single instance, and uh, a lot of times we're using WordPress these days and Jamstack as kind of that API layer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the difference here, with, yeah, <laughs> with your product as well, the interesting part is it's fully hosted, correct? Yeah, and so the, the CMS itself is a managed service. So it's like when you sign up, and you create your your instance, that's all taken care of for you. And that's kept in the cloud. Uh, and that presents your content. So it gives you an API uh, access point for your content, but also it gives you all your assets. So all your files, you know, your images and whatever, it, it delivers those over a CDN to you as well. So it kind of gives you two things, but it doesn't host your website for you, which is one of the more confusing things. So if a lot of people come to us and say, well, I want, you know, I can, I can do WordPress. What can I, you know, how do I get a site hosted quickly with agility? And that's why we have, you know, starter packages and stuff to get you on things like Netlify or Vercel, where you can, you can host completely for free and pretty much do a production website without it costing you anything to get started. So we were actually uh, we were on the GatsbyConf earlier today, and yeah. uh, I, I saw something come up about Fastly, right? Um, so mm-hmm. tell me a little bit. You just mentioned a, a CDN, and it, it kind of reminded me, is that your CDN of choice and you guys are using for Agility? 
Yeah, Fastly is fantastic. It is just such a great platform. Um, so interestingly enough, Gatsby Cloud, you know, they're using for, the, you know, they just announced their hosting. Uh, you can do Gatsby Cloud hosting. It's on top of Fastly. Agility, we just switched our CDN not too long ago over to Fastly for all our images and files and everything, uh, as well as the CDN. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is like they have a kind of a different take to CDN as opposed to something like Akamai or, or Verizon where there's where they try to have like thousands of little nodes all over the all over the globe. Fastly has fewer nodes, but they're more powerful, which means that the cache clearing is way faster. Uh, and we find that like the ability, you know, you change some content or you change a file and it's it's instantly there within like it's milliseconds. Uh, and we find that it's just so great for our customers, like instant, instant content changes. Awesome. What did you move away from, if, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, so the other service we're using, which I still love as a service, was, um, oh my gosh, it's it's uh, StackPath. Oh, okay. Yeah, so StackPath is also amazing. Um, the difference there is that they're not quite as fast for cache clearing. Um, so what they do, but actually it really works well, and they're a lot cheaper. So if you're, so I would still, I would still recommend stack paths. Like if you don't have as much budget for like bandwidth and CDN and that sort of stuff, it still works. Uh, it doesn't have as many kind of bells and whistles, but it's still a pretty great product as well. So as you're providing kind of that, that software as a service, the CMS as a service, um, something kind of came into my mind. We use uh, Cloudinary for uh, media backed mm -hmm. CDN. Um, but we're also able to CNAME that. So we have media.codingcad.dev. Yep. Is that an option that you guys provide yes. for your CMS? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the, uh, it comes with one of the pricing packages. I can't remember which level it comes with, sure. um, but it could be the enterprise package, which most of our, most of the people who come to look to pay for CMS, they're on like a pro level or an enterprise level. Um, and the rest of the folks that come are like developers doing personal sites or they're doing, they're just getting, getting going. Um, but stuff like that is, uh, it's more of a, a pro level enterprise level type feature. Okay. That, that one in single sign on always is the big one. Oh yeah. Enterprise single sign on <laughs> is a huge, huge Auth. sort of enterprise type feature. Auth is always so painful. I, oh, I yeah. feel like it hurts my ears just to talk about it. It's like, Oh, do I have to do well, this again today? Yeah. Well, you talk about using external products. Like we use Fastly, which basically solved all the CDN issues we have. Uh, Cloudinary is a really actually a great product because it just takes care of all like the asset stuff. We yeah. use Auth zero for our, uh, for all the authentication we do. And it's like, here, just takes care of it. Here, no, no longer a problem. So it just kind of passes it through. Yeah, no SAML, no tokens you got to mess with. Jeez, I mean, come on, why make it so yeah. easy, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so I, there's a lot of there's a lot of CMSs kind of coming out in the Jamstack space. Um, mm -hmm. some, some probably that are, have been around for a while. Contentful is one of those that always comes up as one of the leader. Um, I want to say Prismic. Am I getting that right? Yeah, Prismic's yep. the slices, right? Um, and then for for one that I'm really familiar with is Sanity IO. So, if I were to sit down and like compare those that have been in this space to maybe Agility has been around. I, th I think we talked beforehand. Uh, 2018 is when Agility CMS became a formalized product. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been available since 2005 as a product, but in terms of a company that only does that product, that's that's when Agility kind of, we kind of switch gears. We no longer build websites as part of like in, in-house. Um, we just use partners. And, and so we really started building our developer community around 2018 uh, and, you know, and really sort of doubled down on Jamstack as well. So we've been kind of, that's when we kind of shifted gears away from .NET towards, yeah. <laughs> uh, we still do .NET and lots of our customers are on .NET, love the platform. 
and it's amazing. But and I think really this year we've seen Jamstack super like really take off. The last kind of six months has been crazy. Uh, whereas people recognize, you know, the the all the all the different headless players, and and they're saying, okay, I have this other sort of traditional player, and I'm moving off, and I want to you know evaluate you guys now. So and and pretty much all of the headless CMSs, like they all provide your content over an API. That's like yeah. That's the key, right? It's how they do that that is where the differentiation is. And it's honestly, for the developers, way better experience across the board for, for everybody. The difference from Agility is that we provide two things that are that are sort of unique. One is you can actually define pages in Agility, which is weird because it's just a content API. But just imagine, so you normally have like a list of content, like a, a blog posts, right? That's a flat list. But when you have pages that you're going to route to, that's a nested list, right? So you can have like lists of sitemaps and different sitemaps in Agility. And then on there, you can actually add components onto those, which are just like the props that you would, if you think of like a React component, in, in Agility, you're just defining the props that are going to be sent to that component. We call it a module. Uh, so you can set up pages and modules, and it's kind of like giving your editors like Lego blocks to play with. And they can just build the website and build the page tree and uh, and do all that. And I I don't know if there's any other had the CMS that does it. And certainly no one does it quite the same way. And then, oh, there, look, you like, got your own account. You must have yeah. signed it for a free account. Sounds <laughs> a lot like MDX, how MDX has like the components that you can build. Yeah. So in the interesting thing with MDX, so MDX is is basically stored in Git, right? So you it's you, those are like actual files. So Agility provides an API layer version of that. Uh, and what's really useful is we also have sort of the number two sort of value-added benefit is uh, something called content sync. So when you run your, like your Next.js site, you know how you, whenever you do like, every time you sort of check into Next.js to, to your Git, it just builds your Next.js site, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you change your content in agility, it does what's like, kind of like, a, uh, I say Gwim, uh, the founder of Vercel, he's like, it's cool. It's kind of like CMS pull. We do like a little pull, which pulls all your content into your build and just pulls the Delta. So it's really fast to, to do like a sorry Gatsby or Next.js those those builds because it doesn't have to pull all the content for your site to build it, um, and then whatever incremental generation that's that's built into those frameworks takes over. So it's like if I've just updated you know a couple things on my page, it can just pull down what it needs to do and then update the build in there using a content sync, and it does that for both preview and live mode. So when you're previewing like a Next.js site. You don't have to do multiple deployments or anything like that. It just like I just love Next.js because of that. Because from from our point of view, like we want the developers to be happy, but we want the the marketers, the editors to be able to have a good experience too. Because right now, like for most CMSs, they actually have a better experience in WordPress. They're like, well, I just I just want to stay on WordPress. It's easier. I click <laughs> save and it's automatically there. That's the perfect experience. You know, obviously. There's a lot of reasons people are sort of looking at other uh, platforms, right? The, where traditional CMS is like, okay, at a certain point it starts to fall down. Um, we we want to basically give the same kind of experience to the to make those people happy because you know they're kind of getting the shoddy end of the stick sometimes with some with some headless CMS, and it's not necessarily the product's fault. It's more about how it got built. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I want to talk a minute just on kind of that experience as a whole. So if if we take and like if we're in WordPress, right, you often are either in um, like the blocks side of it or you're in the classic editor, right? Yeah. And as a marketer, that is still from what I've seen and experienced over my 10 years in this industry, that is crazy to like 
take in that mental shift of I need a hero image and I need this content. And like you go through all of that and then you finally like, okay, now I need to click preview and see what shows up. Right. Hmm. Is there, is that kind of similar experience or is there a way that agility kind of helps uh, kind of get around that? So you can, you still have like uh, the next JS site up in preview mode and then like agility Hmm. over here. Is that kind of how people are managing that today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so when you talk about like the Gutenberg editor where you kind of have blocks, those in agility are basically modules. Um, and the, the classic editor is like the massive rich text module, which we which we actually ship. It's like, yeah, hey, you can just drop a piece of rich text on there and it can do everything um, in terms of that. The and then and then obviously people tend to have like two sides of it open at the same time. It's like you'll have your preview window and that's built in. Um, and what's kind of nice is you can actually define. You don't need a plugin or anything to tell Agility where your site is is deployed for preview or production, uh, so that you actually have the preview link all hooked up there. Um, yeah, I was kind of so thinking I had this set up. I was going to show. Okay, maybe I do. All right, cool. Yeah, so you've got the Next.js starter. So this is basically. Um, what we did is we put together a starter with Next.js. I think it's on Next.js 10. Uh, and you've probably got this hooked up in Vercel. I can't quite read your URL there, but it looks like it is. Um, so it's pretty cool because the exact same deployment works in preview and in sort of production mode. So you can make changes. And what's interesting too about the way, way Vercel has done this with Next.js is you don't even need to actually push changes to Vercel to do this. It uses a serverless function to, to do like that CMS pull. So as you make changes to this content, um, which can be defined by anybody, right? So the developer would go in and say, hey, what fields do I want to have on my blog post? And you set that up. Um, and you, yeah, this is this is awesome for, for oh, me to wow. see you do this because this is so cool. So that you can go really in here, cool. do that, you save it, and you say whatever fields that you want to be available, those become props to your components that you can use. And then now you do have to refresh your site and it takes a couple seconds. Um, and then it's all just there. And then when you're, you're okay with that, you just publish it and it's the exact same URL. So you just go to the top and say, hey, exit preview mode. I uh, like Next.js. This is one of the reasons why I love Next.js so much um, and even start, I recommend it almost more than Gatsby. Although usually people have decided when they come to us whether they want to do Gatsby or Next.js. Yeah. Um, they both have great experiences. And Gatsby, you have to have the Gatsby cloud for preview, but it automatically updates. So that's kind of rad. Um, whereas Next.js, you do have to refresh. But I just think it's just so flexible and you just are, it's so easy to take your con- your content structures that you define in Agility. So you build that content model and put whatever fields in there you want, as opposed to having like a WordPress, you get that one big rich text editor, which is amazing as a marketer. It's like, hey, complete creative freedom. And from a developer, it's like, oh my gosh, they have complete creative freedom, right? I don't know what they're going to do in terms of like structure of that content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a lot of our customers, the, they don't actually have you know, a lot of experience with HTML or with even deciding what structures they want. So what what happens is people will build pretty complex models that are highly templated and then just pass those through to all their components that they set up. Now you were talking about Next and Gatsby. Is it just React world that we're living in or are we able to pull it into like Vue or Spell or Angular or any other framework? Yeah, yeah. well, I'll say this. It's an API-driven world that we're living in and all those frameworks are just the thing of the day. Mm -hmm. And I would say React is probably one of the biggest things of the day. 
even so, even more so because of the the popularity of of Next and Gatsby because yeah. they've they've just kind of taken off. People that know them, I'm getting enterprise customers coming to me saying we have to build a next site using this technology, and now we're trying. Now we're ask, asking all the other questions, which uh, kind of a year and a half ago that wasn't that wasn't a thing. They were still like it has to be on PHP or it has to be .NET or whatever. Um, so that's pretty cool. But at the same time, other frameworks are super exciting. And you, of course, you can just consume the API and build your site with yeah. Eleventy, which I love. It's amazing. Great product. Uh, super simple. Or, or Svelte, which is also cool. Yeah. Uh, I actually, when Sapper first came out, which is like the static site generator for Svelte, I immediately jumped on there and, and, nice. and created an agility site with it. So pretty cool. Nux does another one on top of Vue. Yeah. Um, I... Looking at those now, I actually just was working last weekend on our Nuxt. Uh, so we have a Nuxt, same same thing that you're working on there with, with Next.js, you can do with Nuxt yeah. with Agility. So you can pull that content in anywhere because uh, it's literally just JSON, right? You do whatever you want with it. But I find that they're about 18, 12 to 18 months behind where Next was last year. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I think that the the innovation from, from Next.js and Gatsby open source communities and those teams uh, is just out of sight it's kind they're of driving like, the community right now yeah mm-hmm. I mean, they're at the lead of the path yeah and you know what's really cool is like they're super friendly people yeah. they're really great to work with i have like i've had conversations with ceos from both companies and they're just really great human beings and i think that's to me jamstack is is as much about that community as it is the technology so i think that's really cool yeah that's cool um yeah we've we've had the pleasure of having um uh the ceo of well of versil on so i always want to say next i I have to like separate that product in Mm -hmm. my mind so um i'm curious uh you have an article that i was reading through and i I wonder if you could talk about it a little bit so the the title of it is DXP versus headless cms headless cms is now the foundation of modern dxp can you break down some like acronyms, what DXP is, and just talk about that article? Yeah, I'm actually working on a video to, uh, to accompany that because I've had a lot of questions on that. I was writing this, I'm thinking, you know, this is going to be a lot of questions. I need to answer these as, an, as a, like a companion. DXP is digital experience, a digital experience platform. So it's kind of the alternate version. Like it's like if there were multiple dimensions and, and someone said, okay, headless CMS is one thing where it's just going to solve the content problem. Uh, someone building a DXP pl- platform says, we're going to solve every single problem and put it in one. We're going we're gonna to take vendor lock-in and we're going to like build a lock stronger because we're going to have everything in there. Um, and, and typically that tends to be more of an enterprise type thing, right? Because a company doesn't want to go through procurement on so many different vendors. Even though I think that over the years, companies have taken on a lot of vendors, but it's like, Hey, I'm going to use. And so like Adobe is a good example of this yeah. Adobe experience platform, right? They don't even say they're a, they're a CMS, they're an experience platform and you have to use all of Adobe's tools to get the full benefit kind of thing. And, uh, and it's pretty expensive, but it solves a lot of problems for you, right? It does a lot of things if you can ever get it installed fully or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if anybody uses the full picture. Like I, it's a good question. And so we have I, some customers who use agility as well as, as, as Adobe. So a headless CMS is nimble. It can just kind of work in there and you don't have to do everything with it. You can just do what you need to do. 
I, I have a lot of frustration with Adobe. Um, so like their AEM product and certain things, I've had to implement them in the past and they're just ripping off open source and rebranding it. And it's super frustrating to me. So it's interesting to hear you talk kind of about that, getting people in this whole immersive like experience. And then you find out, well, it's not really truly like a, a nice experience to be part of either. Like it's just a bunch of things they've glued together that you're working through. So um, I think it's almost better to embrace the Jamstack nature of things because that's how all of these function anyways. Um, yeah, let's let's look at the tools, right? Look at the various yeah. tools that actually work the best. Yeah. Use those. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I think this continues to keep coming up and you actually talk about it in this in this article. So um, when you talk about like e-commerce integration, I feel mm -hmm. like that's the next step that we're kind of getting into now that people have become comfortable with Jamstack. Um, they're, they're comfortable with all of the different vendors and things like that. E-commerce is that next plateau. I feel like WordPress has a great solution for because they've had time to build it up. Where do you see that space taking off, especially around agility? Well, very interestingly enough, Agility actually used to sell. Agility was on its way to becoming a headless DXP. That's kind of what we were doing. But e-commerce is hard. So we actually have an e-commerce platform that we had built that we still have customers using today. And we used the nature of headless e-commerce with Jamstack to basically solve kind of Black Friday type problems for a bunch of customers. And we're in, and basically that's what we do now. When we recommend, you know, headless e-commerce like BigCommerce or Shopify or Snipcart to say, hey, look, Build, build it on a jam in a sort of the Jamstack methodology. Your site won't go down because you had this, you know, big influx of folks who clicked on your your Black Friday email or your whatever sale or promotion that you had. It won't it won't just crash, which is typically what you know we've seen from even people who have like a regular Shopify store. You know, if they go viral, you know, some like, hey, buy my makeup and it's huge and everyone's got this thing, and then they go to the like the Shopify store. Well, if you weren't ramped up and ready for that traffic then that store could crash for you, right? Depend like the self-hosted thing. Um, so your Jamstack site is much more resilient to that. Uh, so I think it's just a better, it's a better model. Of course, then you run into the, the questions of, well, does it take 20 minutes to rebuild your, <laughs> your site and all that sort of stuff? To which case I say, that's a full stack kind of a problem. That's not a problem with the framework. It's like, figure out how to cache it, figure out how to do the, like where we did the CMS pull to sync it all down. We can do the same thing with your API driven um, Jamstack, or sorry, um, e-commerce products, right? Hey, pull it down, see what products have changed since last time I did a build and sort of Redis cache. Like it gets a little more complicated, but the net effect is like the website that you actually create is a way better user experience because the developers has just, it's basically just data you can work with now. Um, yeah. And then, and then it's like the checkout experience. You can, you can offload that to the, the provider or rebuild it yourself. Um, or if you're using something like Stripe, Stripe can take care of it for you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's nice to like offload a lot of that for developers too. So you can understand that they're they're being securely done. So Stripe is like a massive company, right? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they have a ton of developers, a ton of QA, and you don't have to worry about it. Like they provide a nice little API you can call out to. And now they're doing almost their whole hosted experience over there too that you can kind of rebrand. So um, where, where do you see that kind of tying in and Agility's future? Is that kind of this the same way? Like you guys are just 100% focused on the, the CMS portion of this and the, the e-commerce side, like you'll probably partner with a Snipcart or something like that to build out a product example and go from there? Yeah, we, we I spent a lot of my time making reference to, as a developer 
I don't build websites. I build reference websites for folks to start from scratch. Uh, so I've done, yeah, there's a big commerce one. There's a Shopify example. And the biggest thing is how do we pull those products into the CMS so that people can promote them better, which mm -hmm. is the, the real reason to have, you know, you want to have the maintain your branding across your, across your website with your products. But so if I have, like you talked about, hey, I want to do the hero image and pick the product that's going to link out to there. Um, so in the CMS to have an integration with Shopify or BigCommerce or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we've been doing is taking taking examples like if the next commerce example, which you may have seen, took that and created it. So in agility now, there's the same example, uh, which is great because when you deploy it, it, it the deploy experience, you, create, you, you choose your agility account. You also choose your BigCommerce account and it just creates that for you. Um, but then it provides the integration inside agility to say, Hey, what is my page structure going to be? And how do I move things around in terms of content? It gives that control to the editors and makes it so as a developer, I just write the code once and my editor just takes care of all that stuff after the marketers have more power. So th that's actually a really good, uh, good segue into our next question too, because, uh, as I, I jumped into the, the agility product, just kind of poking around, you know, checking out CMS, I'm like, is, is this a better setup for your marketing team to go into first before you even like sit down with design and developers to start um, kind of carving out the, the site because they can load it with product and, and uh, what, are the, what are markers? Copy. They can put copy in there like, like all, all they want to, right? Is, is that the approach you see individuals using with Agility today or is it still developers getting in first? Well, it depends on the organization and it depends on the plan. Oftentimes folks will come to us, they already have a design. They're like, hey, we want to rebuild a website and it's going to look like this. And this is what all the copy is going to be. And can can that go into agility? So they've taken what's, what I call a design first approach, which like 90% of people kind of do because we think in pictures and boxes and whatnot. Um, we ask people to say, okay, awesome design. Now let's let's leave that and, and know that that's there and take a content first approach and sort of and sort of designing for the future. Uh, because what we want is to be able to have someone where you can rebuild your website as many times as you want, change the design, but there's certain like copy and content that doesn't change. Uh, we've, we've had some customers like been around uh, like Cineplex here in Canada. The, they've been on the same, um, pretty much the same content model since 2007. Um, so they came to us and we actually built their website because we were building websites then. But now that same content is on their apps. It's on it's on smart TVs. And because they took the time to say, OK, we want to do this right. They were coming from like like classic ASP at the time. And it was pretty horrible. And they, but the same kind of problems is what they had. And now they're rebuilding everything on and, take, and they're using Jamstack, combinations of .NET and Jamstack. And it's like the technology doesn't matter. It's just an API. You can do whatever you want. But they really cared about the content, right? And I, I'm, I'm passionate about that because I would love it if I could say, hey, you know what? Don't worry about where it's going to go yet. What content is important to your organization and, and have that conversation? But people do need to see the design. And I think it's important to sort of like, I'm glad that you brought that up because it's, I see that struggle in with, with like folks are trying to say, but I want it to look like this. What will it look like? And they'll tailor it to a very specific design, but that's not very reusable. Yeah. It's it's kind of tough because as as developers and I work with designers and developers all day long, but we often forget about the people who have to run this site day in day out and yeah. that experience. So um, I think Sanity has a nice solution for that because you can customize it for each each group, but they're they're kind of banking on the fact like you're going to use their 
uh, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they're they're kind of solution for the UI side of their backend as well, um, where Agility has kind of taken the approach that we'll create the backend for you. Do you find that customers are running into issues with that where, um, and, and maybe you can talk about, is Agility extensible in ways that you can um, kind of create different models and, and make that fit that as well? Yeah, and that's where there's, I think, a little bit of a little bit of a learning curve because there is like there's a model and then there's the actual content and you can set up and, and create and reuse the models within agility as many times as you want so once you decide that you have hey this is the structure of like a piece of content for us so yeah you're here you're on the post model yep. um oh you could have switched back to it sorry. but whatever it doesn't matter sorry oh you're jumping all over the place That's I know. Okay. hang on Okay, so you're on the post model, which is like a blog post. But if you click on the far right, you see that button that says edit for content model? Uh, right there, uh, the purple button beside the word post. Yeah, right there. Okay. So you can actually, because you have the developer role, you're actually editing the content, which is kind of like the database schema, although it's not a database. It's like the schema for this content. It's so that you set up the model. Now I could create a thousand different lists of posts that have the same model, but they could be for different lists. And if you imagine, imagine you had the same blog for like a decade. And, you know, I don't want to, if I have like 500,000 articles, maybe I don't want to have a list of 500,000. Maybe I want to split it up and say, this is this year's post list. So I can kind of not have to work in that many. So we've had customers do that where they're like, hey, this is like post 2017, 2018. Ah. And they have a different list, but it's the same model. And that's one example of how you can reuse it. The other example where it gets reused is you think of like the module side of things. Like how often do you reuse components that have the same props? But say I have like, I don't know, like a, an image gallery or an image slider of some kind or whatever, like a hero image. I could create the model for that and then allow my developers to draw or my editors, I should say, to drop that on whatever page, wherever they want that to go and put whatever content on there with that specific framework, you know, that'll be used in a component. Uh, so it, it takes the same power that developers enjoy and gives it to a marketer. That's how I see it. Um, but yes, it's flexible and it usually ends up with us, especially with our enterprise customers. We'll do some we'll do some consulting services to help them get it set up the right the first time. Is that model just like a schema then? Yeah, I, I wanted to use like naming things is hard, right? Yeah, uh, it has been called content definitions. It's been called schemas. We set up we settled on model mostly because. We, we just look at, because we do user experience, like interviews with people yeah. who've never seen it before. And, and they say the same kind of thing. Well, what is that? What does that mean? What do you mean by schema or content definition? And they seems to be model, I don't know, seems to click with them a little bit, we're hoping. But uh, that's uh, the terminology, like what even like what is headless CMS, people have a hard time with. Uh, mm -hmm. So terminology is tough to get right. Yeah, I think they say developers spend 80% of their time coming up with names. So <laughs> and the rest of the time trying to clear cash. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so you talked a little bit about um, kind of how we can use the APIs and different things like that. Uh, I do want to talk again. We we briefly kind of went over it, but I want to bring this screen up too. So so this is your asset screen as well. Yeah. I want to talk a minute. So we we kind of spoke about Cloudinary. How how does the solution work for? Um, the agility CMS and like images, if I were to use one, is it still allowing things like Cloudinary has? So I can yeah. bring up a WebP uh, version of it, a different size. What does that look like going forward? Yeah, so very similar to how, so Cloudinary has like a really crazy API for managing images and like they're, that's just awesome and they do a great job of that. We do a, 
a lot few a fewer things that's a lot simpler so essentially you upload say a, a big old jpeg that's like you know 2000 by 4000 in size you straight from your camera um you can then very easily so that's delivered over the cdn but it doesn't make it faster on your because it's you know five megabyte file so you can just use query strings to like question mark w equals 500 now you it will resize that and scale that for you and i think the default quality of the jpeg is like 60. so that's what most 90 percent of people they just use that to do and they'll use like uh, the picture tag and and uh, make a bunch of um uh, sort of responsive image sizes for the different image and that's that's probably the easiest way to do it so that's all all delivered through there and those images are delivered through fastly so I think uh, some of the stuff that kind of came out in Gatsby and Next.js has this now too, the image component that kind of comes into play there. Uh, it, are they still like working with vendors like you? Um, so like they have a cloud and area Imagex and, and stuff like that. And I know you can write your own loader, your, your own custom loader in those too. Is that something that you see a lot of people having to do when they use agility in these products? Yeah, this this is kind of like becomes an existential co- conversation. So yeah. those image components, both the Next and the Gatsby image component, Eleventy uh, has one as well. What they try to do is download the image and then and then pull it into the site and then manipulate it down there and store like a whole bunch of versions of it in the mm-hmm. different formats that it thinks is good. Um, my point of view is, well, I don't want to take up time in my build doing that because all I need to do is manage the query strings, and that's the same the same thing. Uh, so I've built, you know, I think every developer has is built like their own like image component that does that. Um, and so we're actually working with uh, the Next.js and the Gatsby team to adapt the those image components so they don't have to download the images and all that sort of stuff. Um, now, as I say, it's kind of an existential conversation because there's some people that say, well, it's an atomic build. This is the version of my site at this time. It should have the images too. So if you want to do that, if you believe that, um, then that's fine. You can use like Gatsby image or next image and it will just work and, and pull it all down. But the build is a lot heavier, a lot bigger, has all that image data, which you don't have to put in there. So that's, that's like, you really hit the nail on the head with that question because that it does come up quite a bit. And it, it those, those components are amazing. Um, but I, I'd like to adapt them so they don't have to download the images. How does it decide what to serve up to the client? Um, so there's there's basically hooks built into those to, to the different components that to do that. Uh, and so you have to give it a configuration. So there there's a couple different providers. I think Cloudinary might have a configuration for that. I'd have to look. I haven't actually looked into it for a little while. And, and the Gatsby image that was just released today is brand new. Um, but basically, you basically you say you say what your configuration is, and that will tell the component how to manipulate the the image URLs to do what it needs to do, as opposed to downloading it and, and right. serving up different. So it's just a matter of what URL gets gets spit out in all the different dimensions. So, okay, uh, yeah, and it's funny how for a regular user, just like cropping and resizing an image seems like an easy task. It's like way beyond most people's capability. It's like aspect ratio. What do you mean? Right. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I just need it this big. Well, do you want the full version of that big or like a scaled down version? Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. And then you have what AVIF and and uh, and WP. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we the Kern, uh, one of our one of our folks here. I I don't know what that one was in reference to, but probably because of MVC. I'm not sure on that one. Um, but we got a a new Gatsby image plugin is amazing. I couldn't agree more, and I have only viewed it like for ten minutes, so <laughs> it seems pretty incredible already. So can't wait for you guys to be able to start using that within agility 
or yeah, totally. agility using uh, vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, so agility as far as a backend product. So we've talked a lot about kind of consuming the API and things like that, but uh, Joel, you're a, you're a developer at heart. I can tell. Um, is it a lot of .NET core pieces in the back end of this? Are you like hosted on AWS? Can you talk about any of that? What's that look like? Yeah, totally. We're hosted on uh, Azure. So I'm a .NET person, uh, you know, at heart. So I actually, I switched my first job in tech. I was building Lotus Notes oh, and Lotus and the, they had a web server called Lotus Domino that ran Java. So I was a Java C++ person way back in the day, switched to .NET. I've have loved .NET and loved the that stack. And when Azure came out, we jumped on it immediately. So we've been on Azure since 2009 when it was in beta. Cool. Um, so, and we have multiple regions that we support. So that's a big deal for a lot of customers. It's like, hey, it has to be in X and X country. So we have regions region support for that. Um, so that's cool. There is a lot of .NET in the back end. Uh, there is a lot of Node, a lot of different things. There's even like a lot of different database structures and whatever. So it's like all different things to maintain all the different stuff that we need to do. So combination of things doesn't really make any difference on the front end because the we've open sourced all our SDKs. So the API is like an open API. Uh, GraphQL is coming. Uh, so we're working on GraphQL support, uh, which yeah. is like has divided the developer community like none other. Yeah. Some people like love the rest. Some people love the GraphQL, but... Um, so it's REST API right now, and with all the SDKs are open source, so you, people can go in and make PRs in there and uh, and or fork it and do whatever they want. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's always a lot to people take the front end as like oh this is a simple app, and then you realize all the things it's doing, and it's it's always good to hear from the people that wrote it like what exactly is is left in that back end there. So yeah, yeah. Very cool. Um, so one of the big things, and I think we've brought it up once or twice that we always talk about um, content. And when we talk about content, uh, Brittany and I chose to use MDX um, because, you know, we expect all of our authors basically are going to be developers. And that makes sense right. for us because we write in it all day long. Um, was there any thought going into it? Like, I know you have the different modules and kind of the the textual pieces in there. Uh, of what that content might look like? Is it a, a full page, you know, WYSIWYG versus the the modular pieces? Can you speak to why you chose the way you did? Yeah, well, I mean, the ultimate the ultimate guide, guide for us was flexibility. It needs to work for whatever content editing team is in place at that moment. And, and what is their sort of workflow? How do they do stuff? Do they pass their own Word docs and say, hey, copy this and paste this into something like that or whatever, which some people do. So, and, and some teams are like, you cannot put a WYSIWYG editor in front of our team. They will copy and paste, you know, nasty things in there. And it will like, in terms of like, we don't know what's going to be there, right? We need, ex like, you know, crazy validation and stuff. So highly templated content is useful, but it's being able to make the decision to say, okay, this is the kind of thing that I'm building. This is where it needs to go and whatever. I find that when people are developing for apps, so if, if their content is ever going to go to an app that's not a website, that usually helps them decide, okay, we can't just put raw HTML over there. What's that going to look like on a smart TV or an app or on a phone? You can't decide. You can't, you can't even parse it out easily to say this is an excerpt of it to go on a, on, a, on, a, on a list. So that helps people to say, oh, okay, I actually need to have different fields that are going to make up this content. And then the wheels start turning for, oh, this is what a content structure might like. It's going to have different data types. Um, but with that being said, um, lots of folks just put Markdown on there too. So it's like if my type, my 
So, and then, and uh, funnily enough, like we have a, a Hugo uh, template um, like that we use where really the agility content just gets squirted out into markdown files. Um, so they're all, it's all just content. And I really, uh, this is a great conversation to have with folks because everyone brings to it like their impression of what the, it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we kind of go from there. That's nice yeah. that you have options for everyone though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really challenging at first for me on the, the sanity uh, landscape to understand uh, Grok and and their kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they use a different system for, for storing their content. And it, it basically breaks down almost like a JSON-LD uh, example. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always very curious and, and very... Uh, um, it's not a matter of fact thing. Like you just assume, Hey, there's words and that's easy to store, but there's so much more than that that has to surround that conversation of how you're storing it. So it's Mm -hmm. good to hear how, how you guys are doing that. Um, On that kind of same note, um, I know, I think you, I believe you wrote this article too. Maybe James did. Um, No, I think it's you. Uh, Why you as a developer should be using a CMS. So, Mm. This is something that that we also grapple with, right? So I wrote our entire LMS backend for uh, Coding Cat, in, and it uses Firebase. But I often sit there and go, "Should I have done this? Like, you know, is is the data modeling and and stuff like that worth it? And the security and things? So why would we rather use like a CMS instead of like?" Uh, Firebase is one example, but like, uh, you know, Amplify has DynamoDB and like we could go on and on and on. Why not just a database? Well, if it's just for you and if it's only ever going to be for developers, it could just be that. Um, But as soon as you want to make money from a website and hand it off to someone else, you really need to look at a CMS from there. Um, And I think what's great is all of these products have like free, free to try. And, and some of them are even free to use like kind of forever, as long as it stays above a certain level. So you can try it out and make mistakes and go, oh, geez, I put my all, all my all my posts are in, you know, in some other database. They're all in a fauna DB or they're in Dynamo or whatever. You can easily move them in using all these. It's an API driven world. We can move them in and use them there or leave stuff over here where it was for a while. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I should have put some other stuff in a CMS and kind of evolve. We're seeing a ton of folks do that now to come from, hey, they have a website that they don't want to completely rebuild, that they've made yep. some choices where it's like things are in weird places. Some of it's WordPress and they're moving over to a CMS um, or evaluating how that will work and 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 using like a free platform just to get going and then just kind of moving up the chain as, as they get more content, more users, SSO, stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. No, it's a, it's a good thing to keep in mind for us too, because I stressed about it for so long. We we always have the opportunity to jump over to one, so that's great. Um, we have one last question here, and it's a little bit of a leading question, I think. Uh, do you have any interesting workshops coming from Agility CMS in the future? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, actually, if you if you go to Gatsby Conf, I'm speaking at Gatsby Conf at six p.m. Oh, uh, I don't know what time zone. I think it's six p.m. Eastern. So I have a small session there, but also I'm working with uh, working closely with the Vercel team and we're doing a, so they, they ran their own conference next JS conf last November, and then they open sourced the conference platform that they used what they, that they built. Um, and then they asked a bunch of CMS vendors to sort of work with them. And we, and we basically built the, the CMS content for that conference. Um, so you can, and you, and anybody can just basically go and run that conference and we're going to take, uh, Lee, Rob and I, uh, Robinson and I are going to go through that. Uh, cool. 
soon. So that's, that's really, yeah. So you can just go on the agilitycms.com website and, and uh, check that out. That's awesome. Well, cool. Um, I think that probably wraps up the majority of our questions. I, I really appreciate your time um, walking through Agility CMS. I know in, in another month-ish, we, we have another convo coming up uh, on greater things than just Agility. So I'm excited for that one too. I uh, look cool. forward to, to checking out your chat. So at this time, uh, we'll do a fun part of our show that we call Perfect Picks. And uh, Joel, you're up first. And I think if I do this correctly... Your first pick is the MacBook Pro one, right? Loving it. It is. It has changed how I how I use my computer. It's more like how you know when you pick up your phone. You don't worry if it's going to be fast or anything. It's the same thing using using a MacBook M1. And as a developer, I highly recommend give at least giving one a shot. Um, really love it. It's great Sorry. for like it just just flies on it. I know uh, we've we've perfect picked this one in the past because of my mini, but man, I've been loving it. Uh, same, I think I've had it for four or five months now. It's the best nine hundred dollars I've ever spent in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I, run Windows, I run Windows ten in parallels too. Are yeah. there any programs that aren't working with it still? I heard that was an issue. My my biggest one is Google Drive, and I think that's oh. the name of it now. It used to be called like Stream. They're re- rebranding it as they release it. So uh, nothing else though. All the Adobe products, Premiere Pro, everything's working for me. So uh, Stream Deck, that was, but that's more of a hardware thing. So um, cool. And your second pick, which is cool. What is this thing? Tell me about. Oh, what a great show! So. First of all, I grew up like I grew up on a farm in rural Ontario. So to me, looking up at space was like to me, I still believe like space is the thing that brings us all together, even though it's so far away. Mm-hmm. But what for all mankind does is on uh, I think it's on Apple TV Plus or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it reimagines that like the Americans weren't the first to reach the moon, and it changed the course of history. And it follows that course of like slightly alternate history where the space race doesn't stop. Uh, so season one is fabulous and like there's a whole show on like getting female we need to have a female astronaut on the moon like the president decides and so they have a whole uh show that's based on that one an episode it's just fabulous just a great great show great acting great writing you know what now that you've described it i did watch the first season it was amazing (laughs) fabulous show cool uh i know britney's got to run so i'm trying to rush through here let's see this is your perfect pick correct I don't have it on the screen. You I'm, had I'm like, I don't see it. No idea at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, yes, that is one of my perfect picks. So I was looking Ooh. for ways to get started with Agility CMS, and I found this blog post. And I'm not sure who did it, but it sounded a lot like the e-commerce one that you guys did. So I, it looks great, and it's with Next.js, getting started with uh, Agility CMS in Next.js with an e-commerce app, and it's all there. Awesome. There. It's really cool. Your second pick? My second pick is Too Good Yogurt, which is random, but um, it's really good Greek yogurt. And I try to stay keto, especially during the week where I keep my carbs down. And it has two grams of sugar and only 80 calories in each one of them. So they're delicious. Very cool. I like it. Um, so I believe those are your two picks. If you have to bail, I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for a few minutes. Okay. Um, so yes, here's Agility. I can't use that as my pick. That's that's too easy, but go check out Agility. I think it's awesome. And check out starters. 
I'm, I'm going to use this as my pick because I was really lazy and didn't get a pick in today. So go check these starters out. It's really simple to uh, get started with agility. The second thing I'm going to do because it was announced today, Gatsby version 3.0, check this out, NPM install it. Um, I am going to throw up We The Kern has a confirmation. It is 6 p.m. for Architecting Full Stack Solutions Jamstack World. Man, did you come up with that title? That is awesome. Yeah, that's uh, actually it's it's kind of like I did I did it from the next point of view at a previous conference, and then I adjusted it for Gatsby for this one. Really looking forward to it and seeing how how folks react to it. Very cool. Well, I really really appreciate you coming on, Joel. I know we have another talk in about a month coming up, and I'm already excited for that one. I'm excited to see where Agility CMS uh, continues to grow in the coming years. This has been great talking to you guys. Really really fun coming on your show. Thanks a lot. Thank yeah, you. Thank you for joining us. All right. Take care, guys.